Talking about listening, talking about listening. Welcome back to Some Assembly Required. This week in the studio, we have Pastor Trevor again, and we are talking about... We're talking about listening, Nolan. And so good to be back here with you to talk about this important topic that has to do with hearing and the subject of listening. Wait, sorry, what was that? I was busy. There's a bird outside. Yeah, I need to get your attention. Please look at me in the eye, Nolan. I want you to listen to me today. Listen together. I'm a little too susceptible to being distracted personally. Maybe I'm like, I think I'm ADD, but that's besides the point. Anyways, so uh, listening. So what is that entangle and what, where are we specifically looking to speak uh, from the sermon? Yeah, so we looked at the story of Samuel together on Sunday mm-hmm. and the, the general topic was listening or, or hearing and we conducted a hearing test, a simple hearing test with everyone to make sure that the, the ears were listening and that we were tuned mm-hmm. into the message. And I yep. think, I wonder if, if most people as we start to talk about listening are going to think about their relationships with other people because certainly yeah. that's happened for me uh, and I get caught numerous times not listening to those who are around me. I don't know if that happens to you, Nolan, or... <clears throat> uh, I, I'm probably more guilty of it than I would like to admit, which is interesting, too, though, especially... Okay, we're talking about spouses real quick. Sure. But it's usually... I'm not as... Maybe as grace-filled as you, Trevor. I still have a long way to go. And so I find that sometimes when, when I hear Rach and... Or, sorry, I don't hear Rach, and she says something, and I'm like, oh, I didn't hear you. Sometimes we'll be like, well, you didn't, you don't hear me usually either. <laughs> so uh-huh. There's this back and forth about who listens more. And I would think if we're honest, we probably both, you know, don't listen enough to each other more often than not. Yeah. And I think probably if all of us were honest, we would recognize that we have a weakness when it comes mm. to listening, to actually paying attention and tuning into what other people are saying. Mm. And there could be a whole another sermon or a whole series of sermons uh, or at least lessons oh, on yeah. how to learn to listen to other people. Mm. But what became a concern to me as I presented this message and prepared it and presented it was, you know, if we have this much trouble listening to one another when we could actually mm-hmm. talk to other human beings, we have trouble listening to other people yeah. <clears throat> whom we can see or whom we can call up and talk to, how much more likely is it that we may have problems listening to God well, whom, sure. we, whom we can't see? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think if we're honest, m- most Christians have a desire to, to hear from God in some capacity. I think sometimes, too, we're also prone to it where it's almost like a, it's the crux sometimes of our uh-huh. faith where we're like, if we d- if I don't hear from you 100% or I want the audible voice, then we freak yep. out if we don't hear it. And so, th- so listening in, in the context of a relationship with God is so important. Yep. Um, and yeah, like you said, I'm I'm very guilty of it. I probably don't listen enough to, even to people. So uh, now throughout our series, though, we've been looking at a couple different people, yes, uh, different stories, and uh, we had a little conversation about this just beforehand. About they're all really asking that, right? They want to hear yeah. from God. It's fascinating in each of the stories that we've seen in this summer sermon series. Each of them have involved people's communication with God and them mm-hmm. listening for God or seeking to hear from God. And that was true right from the start with Adam and Eve in the garden as they mm-hmm. had this communication and open communication with God and heard from him. And then we went on to, to Gideon and mm-hmm. Gideon uh, going so far to want to confirm that he was understanding and hearing God correctly that he put out a fleece. Mm-hmm. 
And then last, uh, the previous Sunday, talking about Esther, mm-hmm. uh, who was going to risk her neck, uh, in some ways going to speak to the king, yeah. and then taking time together with her friends uh, to fast and to pray, mm. to be sure they were hearing from God before proceeding. Mm-hmm. And then finally Samuel, where we meet get, get Al, uh, Eli, Mm-hmm. Offering Samuel what I call is just a hearing aid. And that's something I think mm-hmm. all of us can need. If there's something that will help us hear God better, if we can receive and use a hearing aid mm-hmm. to help us hear God better, well, well, why not just take full advantage of that? Oh, for sure. Now, I find a little practical example here is that uh, after years of playing drums and different instruments, I, I have sadly lost some of my hearing. <laughs> and I use that way too often as an excuse, I think. Right. Um, Let's talk just real quick about that. Just, uh, you know, if we've gone a little deaf maybe to hearing things or we're just not really used to paying attention, how can we train ourselves or maybe a practical way that we can kind of refocus ourselves? Yep. Well, I'm going to suggest uh, what Eli suggested to Samuel. Mm -hmm. It's just a simple prayer that I think helps us to be more conscious Mm -hmm. of being open to hear God speak. These seven words, it's saying, speak, Lord your servants listening. Speak, Mm. Lord, for your servant is listening. Mm. And so I think if if we could become, and my hope is that each of us would become uh, more practiced in praying that kind of prayer. Mm -hmm. And I'm suggesting people start to use that in the evening when it's quiet or in the night when it's quiet, Mm -hmm. uh, to pray that, Lord, and just to tune ourselves in. We become more conscious. We're more focused. Uh, We're saying, speak, Lord. I'm open to hear you speak. Uh, we're recognizing that we need God to speak. We're taking the servant's role and looking to God as Lord. And then finally, we say those words, I'm listening. And when we tell someone we're listening, even if we're in this prayer telling God we're listening, then it's our turn to be quiet. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where I struggle and where lots of people struggle is to say, God, I need to hear from you. And I'm just going to quiet myself mm-hmm. and be open mm-hmm. uh, to hear from you. Yeah. Now, in that story, there's a. I feel like there's also a very practical example of... Uh, something that gets in the way. So Eli is super tired and he gets, it seems like he's frustrated with Samuel. And um, how much do you think that plays into it too? So uh, we're so busy every day that by the end of the day, we're exhausted and we just want to get some sleep or different things of that nature. Um, Maybe we could talk about that kind of stuff, uh, things that get in the way. So can you think of a few examples, maybe a modern examples? Yeah, well, I think there's the busyness of life, the noise that life creates around us makes it difficult to hear God's voice. Mm -hmm. Um, Even though the Bible says that God can speak with a voice that sounds like thunder, uh, Mm. there's just so much going on in our lives at times. I think sometimes we even miss the thunder Mm -hmm. uh, or God's quiet, still voice. And so being aware of finding ways to just slow down enough Mm -hmm. and to quiet down enough uh, to be able to be reflective on God's word and to be quiet is, is a big challenge. Yeah. Um, do you have, uh, what comes to your mind, Nolan, when yeah. you think of the kinds of things that make it hard to hear? Well, if I'm honest, just like in my marriage, one of the big things is actually uh, is media, things yeah. like that. I mean, if the TV's on and Rachel says something, I go, what? Because I'm watching the TV and I clearly can't hear her when she says something. Yeah. Now, also proximity, right? So if she's in the other room, and I'm a bit further away, I, it's harder to hear too. And so to me, uh, those are, if I look at them in a spiritual way, I start to think of, so distractions, there's lots of things that I do that are distractions towards me, but then also my proximity towards uh, God. 
So how close am I to God? How much time am I spending with God? Um, Can often be a distraction as as well when I haven't been being as close to him, right? Yeah, and the attitudes of our hearts is, is a big thing as well. And that come out came out in the message on Samuel, to have an attitude of humility. Mm. Um, if we're not careful, uh, I think a human tendency is just to be proud and to think we already we already know what we need to know. Mm-hmm. Or when we're in a conversation with another human being, sometimes we want to finish their sentence because we think we know what they're going to say. Mm-hmm. Um, and in our relationship with God, if we would do that, I don't. I, don't, I think we need to be careful not to try to finish God's sentence for Him, mm-hmm. and to not have a preconceived idea mm-hmm. of exactly what we think God is going to tell us. And so that idea of being open to hear Him say whatever it is that He wants to say to us mm-hmm. is a challenge. And so I think the hearing aid that Eli mm-hmm. offered to Samuel is very valuable, just to be able to say, "Lord, speak, speak, Lord." your servant. I, your servant, am listening. Mm -hmm. And I think Eli, he was tired. You know, tiredness can get in the way. Maybe Samuel was tired. But there's also an interesting lesson there with Eli is that Samuel did not even know that he was hearing God speak. Mm -hmm. But another older, more mature follower of God was able to say, here is what I think is happening. I think you're hearing Mm -hmm. God speak to you. That's so cool. And so sometimes we may have those uncertainties. Is God really telling this to me? You know, so it could be helpful to speak to another mature Christian and say, here's what's mm-hmm. happening. I'm wondering, you know, what is this? Uh, maybe God is speaking to me. And to mm-hmm. get a confirmation from someone like an Eli or someone who's an older Christian, a more mature Christian, just to help us understand, you know, yeah, I think you're. this is God giving you this impression mm-hmm. uh, could be a valuable thing for us as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. I love the idea, too, of really encouraging intergenerational connections mm-hmm. that way, right? Um not having all the pieces necessarily in our walk with God and we're still learning. And so we need those who have gone before who maybe have a better grasp in some way of who Mm. God is and how, you know, typically he operates or whatever. Right. That's a weird way to say that, but you know what I mean? Right. Like uh, to have an understanding of that, I think it's really needed too. Um, Obviously I work with students and a lot of times I have to take a moment when I'm talking to them and think, Oh, this isn't second nature to them. Uh, I'm further along in life. And so I have to go back and explain something, Uh, you know, so we know God is like this because, you know, we see in his word, he does this kind of idea. And so it's very great to hear that, that really connecting them uh, older and younger generations in this to understand Uh God and to listen. I remember hearing one time too, um, from someone who had been reading a book and it was, uh, I think it was a quote from mother Teresa and it, and it was basically this idea of, I think somebody asked, what do you do when you pray? And she said, sometimes I talk, sometimes God talks, and sometimes mm-hmm. nobody talks. Okay. And we're just quiet together. And I think just the idea of being quiet, even if there's no, if we're not necessarily um, saying anything to God mm-hmm. or God's not you know, speaking to us in a way, uh, but creating a space to be able to just be quiet in case someone does have something to say yeah. is important too. And if... If I'm honest, I don't create a lot of that space in my everyday life. Uh-huh. Um, so there's something there to learn in your everyday life, and we can all learn in our everyday life, is to create spaces when we're quiet to listen to others. Mm-hmm. And then definitely in our relationship with God to find those spaces where mm-hmm. we can be open to Him speaking to us and then be quiet. And it's okay if God doesn't mm-hmm. say anything. It's um, His His call but we can express our openness yeah. uh, to him speaking and I've been trying to do this what I recommended on Sunday I'm trying to do is um, 
as I go to bed uh, and it's quiet or when mm. I wake up in the night, if I happen to wake up in the middle of the night, to take advantage of that silence and get in the practice of saying, speak, Lord, your servant's mm. listening, and mm. then just being quiet. So I'm on the way. I'm learning on this journey, but I really like the advice that Eli gave to Samuel, and I want to yeah. try to practice that more especially mm-hmm. at night because it's quiet and it's just a good time to be reflective. Mm-hmm. Well, and two, I think of, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but the story of Eli, he has, his sons are corrupt and all that kind of stuff happens too, right? Yes. Which is so interesting in this context because he is a guy who is just as you know broken as everyone else and has family issues uh-huh. and things like that. But he's so wise when it comes to being able to understand a relationship with God in that context, yeah. right? And yep. so I think that's really neat too, that God will use anybody uh to you know educate us or to help speak to us right and they'll Uh help guide us along too and so broken communities can have this connection with god and to hear him um but i definitely think you're spot on there finding those quiet spaces uh, being intentional with them um you know even sometimes in my mind i think i would like to be better at it uh at hearing god and to create that quiet space but also just real quick, I would love to talk, chat about this, is that for those who don't hear a, an audible voice of God right. and say, well, I spend time being quiet and I don't hear anything. Yeah. Um, any thoughts on that? Yeah, it's kind of fascinating in this in the, the context of Samuel at, mm-hmm. at the time he was living. They said that receiving a word from the Lord was rare. Mm-hmm. And then it's a surprise. God communicates audibly with Samuel. And we may say something similar today, that it would be rare to hear mm-hmm. an audible voice from God. Nevertheless, as I read scripture and have a sense of how God communicates to us here on earth, mm-hmm. where we live, it seems to me that God can speak in other ways through scripture, mm-hmm. and then even just in general through his creation. And so I think it's good to be open to God communicating however he may see fit to communicate to us, mm. but to recognize that that um, potentially won't be in an audible voice, yeah. but could be through scripture. It could be through someone else. It mm-hmm. could be through creation, uh, through a song. Uh, yeah. But to say, Lord, I'm open to hear from you. Help me to recognize it when you have something that you want to impress upon me. Yeah. Well, and, and that really, that part makes me think of what you were saying about Eli's response to Samuel and how to teach him and even something you're practicing in your everyday life which is you know speak Lord your servant is listening it that humility part of identifying our role our role isn't the one to speak ours is to listen Uh and uh, I think I would like to get better at that Uh identifying my role and really being uh, comfortable because I I think like most people I want the driver's seat, and I think God's really saying, no, you're the, you're the passenger here. I want to, you know, let me take you to somewhere, or let me direct you, and, huh. and that. And so thanks so much, Trevor, though, for coming in and chatting about listening to God. I feel like this is a topic we could talk a lot about and, yeah. and, and, and kind of try to figure it out as we go through life. This is a big thing I feel a lot of people struggle with, that yeah. they, they want to do uh, God's will. Or follow him or yeah so yeah i just think one one last thing i'd like to leave with our listeners that might be concerned or frustrated that maybe they're going to get this wrong or they're not going to be able to hear from god mm-hmm. i find it comforting to realize that in the story of samuel uh, god called out to him four times yeah. before he finally realized what was going on 
mm-hmm. uh, that God was patient and persevering in communicating with Samuel. And I, I like to believe God will be patient with us as well. Mm. Uh, it can be helpful for us to be open to him and to be humble and to, uh, to be prayerful and quiet. Mm-hmm. Uh, but God is persistent, too, if he has uh, a message to share with us. At least oh. what we saw from Samuel, he called him four times yeah. before yeah. he finally uh, said, okay, yes, Lord, I'm listening. That's so good. That's so reassuring for people like me. Yeah. I feel like I'm a little hard-headed <laughs> sometimes, and so I miss it. But oh, that's great. Well, Trevor, once again, thank you so much for coming in. And if any of our listeners have comments, questions, concerns, whatever it might be, if you want to just send me an email at nolan at waynefleetbic.com, would love to chat about maybe some questions you have or uh, just, you know, whatever, wherever you're at and whatever your thoughts are, we'd love to hear them. And so uh, we hope that you continue to follow Jesus in your everyday context, wherever the Lord has placed you. And we pray that this week specifically that you would just have an open mind and heart and ears to the fact that God is speaking uh, to you in your context. We pray God blesses you.